G.I. Joe Sigma-6, code name for a highly trained special mission force. Its objective, stop Cobra, stop Cobra. Sigma-6, be a hero. G.I. Joe will turn the tide. Be a hero. Sigma-6 is on your side. Be a hero. Be the best of the best. Whenever there's a mission, G.I. Joe is there. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. Back doing G.I. Joe Sigma-6 anime-themed G.I. Joe from the mid-2000s. I hope you enjoyed our Jackie Chan adventures half as much as we did uh, because we enjoyed it a lot. But no, I want your enjoyment to be... This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. Uh-oh, Chan died. No, I didn't. I'm just uh, muted. Uh, somebody, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but somebody in the house swallowed a Lego, and so there's... Uh... There's drama abounding. You know how it is. Yeah, but why'd you swallow that Lego? Yeah. It looked delicious. It looked delicious. First of all, swallowing a Lego is fine. Okay. Do you know how many kids swallow Legos every day? Unless it was that big long one. (laughs) That would be a problem. Please don't talk about my child swallowing a big long one, Ray. (laughs) Anyone but you. And Gina, now that I think about it. Gina, I'm surprised she didn't jump on that one first. Yeah, it was right there. Uh, at least it wasn't a Duplo. I mean, that, that's now that's an unhinged jaw right there. That is, yeah. I mean, what you impressive. don't want, like I, I think, I think it's actually better to swallow. A, are you talking about Lincoln Logs? You guys remember Lincoln Logs? Do I, I do remember Lincoln Logs. Do I yeah. know the difference between a Lincoln Log and a Lego, Gina? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah. Do you? I do not. Uh, I frequently get them confused. Uh, They will all stick together if you push hard enough. No, Lincoln Logs more rest together. Like Legos, you you sort of you snap together. Not the way I do it. Lincoln Logs just rest. I put them together and then I take a lighter to them so that they they fuse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isn't that what everybody does? What are your guys' names? Uh, I don't remember. You know what? I know you say that this is every every episode is someone's every first episode. episode, but I feel like if they want to know, then they'll go listen to some old episodes. <laughs> this is not selling them on the idea when you won't even tell them their name. There's a trust you have to build with an audience that you just plainly refuse to do. Chan, you are not having a very good week. I'll they just should... go ahead and put it out there. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm sorry you are bad at your other podcast, Ray. Chan's <laughs> tired because he's been showing a lot of solidarity with the writer's strike by going out and picketing. He's gone to Star Trek Day. He's gone to Asian Writers Day. He's gone to Newsies Day. He's just really uh, a good ally to yeah. unions. Listen to what Gina says. She is telling you all of the things that I've done, and you can trust her because she is a writer. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 sharing all the things that Robert Clark Chan refuses to do during the writer's strike, I mean, but incorrectly attributes I ex- the I actions. I expect this kind of behavior from, let's say, Ray, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I look, I'm a corporate chill. I work for the man. What are we talking about? I mean, here's the thing. I, I would be I would be shocked if you like I know for a fact that your wife has been on strike several times recently. Uh, mm. I like if well, you're not even going to support her, you're certainly and, not going to support the writer. Gina, you definitely went out to the uh, uh, teacher strikes and uh, 
set up shop there, handed out donuts. Listen, I have been on three uh, uh, picket lines as teachers. The first one was when I was a baby. The second mm. two were with my parents, who are both public school <laughs> teachers. Uh, oh, so you and I and I am a very frequent honker. I honk, yeah, honk loud and proud when I go uh, by those teacher strikes. No, people were calling you a honky. Not <laughs> oh, okay, that that actually tracks. Yeah, no, that's a, we've, we've used that joke before on the show, but you know what? I'll bring it back because uh, these people who are listening for the first time. They'll never listen to another episode. They haven't heard it. Look, there are over 500 episodes. You guys, I got Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I've got Fast and Furious's one through eight. I I have a real action packed Sunday ahead of me. (laughs) Yeah, this has been a little bit wild. Uh, uh, And remember, Gina, don't sleep on Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious presents. That is essential viewing before you watch part nine. Calvin and Hobbs and Shaw. Ha-ha. Calvin and Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, you did it. Yeah, that sounds like a T-shirt from T-Turtle uh, that almost certainly exists. If that's that in our Knowing is Half the Podcast store uh, uh, as a shared link, by the time this episode comes out, somebody failed. And that somebody <laughs> was guess me. it was you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, I'll take full responsibility when it's not in our store. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to, G.I. Joe Sigma 6 episode four is what we're on. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I wasn't sure based on the uh, invite tonight. Oh, crap. We are just we are throwing Chan under the bus and then we are backing that bus over him. And then uh, we're and then we're also putting everything he loves under the bus and and driving <laughs> over it a third time. My, my, my neighbor Totoro, run it over. Jokes on you. I just did a live show where I shit all over Totoro yesterday. Uh, so, uh, I, I bury all the things I love. Before anybody can get to them and bury them. Yeah, uh, it's, that's that's preemptive uh, hurting before they yeah. hurt you. I understand how this works, Robert Clark Chan. Trust oh, me. Yeah. No, you do. Gina doesn't. Gina doesn't have like, self-esteem. How, listen, I don't know how anything works. Uh, I've got I've got games and Fast and Furious franchises and Survivor all-day tournaments to focus on. Uh, you guys have whatever it is that you do in your boring lives <laughs> to focus on. But I would like to say of this episode and of this series, like I spent the first three episodes sort of being like, okay, theme song. okay, G.I. Joe, like not hating it, not loving it, uh, uh, just sort of ambivalent, thinking that that it would solidify in my mind at some point. And it still has not. And I finally on this episode realized why. And it is because it is just boring. It is, oh, wow. it is the kind of boring that it's literally like, hey, Cobra is going to try a normal bad guy scheme and then the Joes are going to try and stop them. There is nothing memorable from episode to episode with the exception of the kid who I hate. But everything else around it is basically like Cobra is trying this and like, are we going to get out of it? We don't know. But like to me, the best G.I. Joe episodes are always a little bit weird, a little bit quirky, a little bit fun, a little bit jokey, or any combo thereof. So something like there's no place like Springfield is is like weird and it leaves you being like, wow, that was a real good episode. And then there are there are like the games master episode where it's like, oh, this is real quirky. Yeah, yeah, like like it's real quirky, it's real camp. Uh so it's a fun one and it's like well written and fun. Uh, these are just 
indiscernible. It, it It's like a cartoon written by AI. It's like homogenized. It's just like one episode to the, uh, to the next is indiscernible. Yeah. Uh, and that, that, partly because of the way they're doing their storytelling, there's no breaks in between. This is just one yeah. long story with cuts in it. So it's really, you can't really say I had a memorable episode because it's just continuing the same stuff and there's nothing, you know, and yeah, so they're still they're dealing not, with the effects of the attack, you know? Yeah. They're not having fun. There's no weird twist. There's not enough barrenness. Like even like I was excited to see familiar characters again, but they're not having fun. They're not having a good time in these roles. It's like, it's like seeing people who've been on a show for like 20 seasons that are just going through the motions. It's it based on what I understand about the upcoming other series, GI Joe renegades, GI Joe resolute and the live action movies. I think we're entering the, we're taking it serious. We're not here to have fun GI Joe. And I think Sigma six might be kind of the, the bridge between the two, because I think they are still being silly. They are still being fun. There was an amazing meta Mm. joke that I don't know how it landed for y'all. We'll get there when we get there. Um, But I feel like they are trying to have some fun with the property. No, uh, but they're, but they are half, you know, halfway in the pool of uh over over seriousing it and that if was this my, is w- w- them having fun this is like this is like an accountant's version of fun it's like hey guys <laughs> we're not gonna go we're not gonna go all out wacky shirt friday but you can do wacky tie friday huh huh but no jeans yeah no, I mean, no. One, and also, if you are, if you're getting serious, I'm fine with serious. Welcome to Springfield was serious. Like, have a weird twist in there. Do something to keep my interest, sir. I will say this because I had a similar inflection point this episode, uh, and it was for the same reason. Mm-hmm. This is this is them trying to create an anime, and they're 100 committing to the uh, um, aesthetic of anime to the mm-hmm. point where w- when I was saying it earlier, it was like, it's not necessarily that their, their voice direction is bad. It's that they're trying to do um, it's stylized. what they grew up on. Yeah. Which is yeah. like, when you stop and think about it, a just really weird choice. But like, anime, some like anime sometimes has weird shit. Like as someone who watched uh, uh, Sailor Moon, there was like there was weird crap in Sailor Moon that you're like, oh my god, am I on drugs? What's happening? And this yeah, just has yeah. nothing. It has no charm. No. It has no. It's too, weird it's too grounded reality because yeah. it's just taking the aesthetic. It's just taking Ugh. the things that we thought were cool when we were nine, like you know, giant robots punching each other, you know, and like. There are there's a little bit of animation, like the animation of the robots is done in a uh, a CG style that you know looks like they put a lot of work into it to make it look cool. And a nine year old boy is going to be like, "Oh man, that mm, robot is looking cool," but mm, yeah, the, I, the characters and the story are, I mean, they it's bland. It's bland. Yes, because they're trying to emulate a thing that uh, uh, had story issues because they were trying to trying to take these visuals and make them into something sensical 
and they but take, have but take a while, but then like they could take a wild swing, you know, like they could take some weird wild swing. Yeah. They're not taking any chances. And no. I, and I don't, and I, now that I have figured out like why, like, like legit, like I have some notes, but in general, I was like, what was that episode about that? I just watched my brain can't glom onto anything other than like robot dog and annoying kid but that's like 20% of this episode and the rest I could not tell you what the hell happens. If you remember uh when we did Rambo um I do I not. S- <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, the problem might be you, Gina. Now that I think about it, it might just be you. Uh, yeah, Gina says she doesn't remember anything. That's normal for Gina when she watches anything. So, no, I don't I know. That doesn't remember really Welcome to Springfield all these years later. I still remember when they used to turn into uh, uh, bubblegum and potato chips. I remember right. when things were good. God damn good. right, Gina. You're goddamn right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, 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 brr. Oh, no, no. Well, let me gone. say right here, because we're, we're entering, this is sort of the midpoint, because we're going to enter some like darker themed G.I. Joe properties, Renegades and Resolute. Here's the deal, guys. This isn't going to spoil anything. This is the plot. I'm just going to read the first couple of sentences of G.I. Joe Resolute, which was written by Warren Ellis, who's a pretty esteemed comic wow. book writer, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's from 2009. We'll get to it in a couple of seasons of this show. But they wanted to make a darker themed, like gritty gi joe cartoon and so here's the opening like this is literally i've seen i i I tapped out after 20 minutes because it was just not fun it was too dark we'll get there when we get there but here's the first couple lines and you tell me what you think okay and this only spoils the first 20 seconds of the thing right (laughs) major blood's dead body is found by police at the lincoln memorial with a knife through his heart In the Pacific Ocean, the USS Flag, a modified aircraft carrier, falls prey to a saboteur. Explosives rigged in vital areas destroy almost all onboard weapons, ammunition, and vehicles. In addition to severely compromising the vessel's integrity, a Joe named Bazooka had been killed prior to the attack while on guard duty. An autopsy uncovers a note hidden in Bazooka's mouth, which reveals the assassin to be Storm Shadow. Guys, that's where we're going. I mean, it sounds promising. I mean, I don't hate that. Yeah. Uh, I I found it very upsetting. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I mean, this is what I'm talking about, though. I just want want a swing. I think this is a swing. I think think doing it as anime is a swing. You're forgetting we had Duke in a robot suit in a mecha in the Uh, first episode. I mean, like, it's not like they're not trying things. And that's what, uh, now I remember I was trying to bring up a Rambo because, um, there's this like shot that they keep returning to a little sequence where Rambo like puts on his headband and it's a very, uh, fetishized kind of thing. And as a young boy, you're like, yes, this is what he powers up. It's, you know, like when Hulk Hogan, you know, uh, uh, starts flexing and stuff like that in the same way. There are sequences here that are just all about like pumping up a a nine-year-old boy. And that's the problem. Absolutely. uh, They're in there and that's kind of what they're there for. And that's kind of why Mm -hmm. Rambo sucks because all of these plot elements and character and stuff are just to ramp up to the point where you can go like, yeah, put on the fucking headband. Yeah. And this is just all about like, oh, I'm putting on the suit and I'm turning around. You're going to look at my taut buttocks 
And it looks uh, good. I've, I've screenshot that for you, Gina. Just you know, yeah, thank so you. you can look forward to that. Okay. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't want to see that. I've already got an action-packed weekend planned. There you <laughs> go. We're just gonna pack it a little bit harder. <laughs> Gina, what if you went to your Survivor one day game show dressed uh-huh. as a silent ninja snake eyes and just refused to talk to anybody and wear a sword on your back? I you would be voted out would immediately. <laughs> See, I'm worried you're already going to get voted out immediately. So I think you have to take a swing. That's what I'm no, saying. No, if when I need to be, I'm good at hiding how abrasive I am. <laughs> Gina, I, the. I knew you were abrasive in the first 90 seconds of meeting you, which also what? was episode four of this show. Uh, that is like the <laughs> pot calling the kettle abrasive. Look, I look game. No game, Gina. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I understand how abrasive I am. I also know I'm not trying to hide it. So really, the, the true saint here is Chan. That is what you're saying. Nah, boys, uh, I don't think I'd go that far. I, I mean, Chan, if you haven't been slowly poisoning us for years so that one day you just wake up and you're free, then that's on you. <laughs> if it ter- if it turned out Chan like pulled a winter soldier with us through this manipulation of being on the show and just started saying like 20 random Russian words and then triggering us to become assassins, I would not flinch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, if any one of us is going to do it, it's going to be Chan. Yeah, I'm not smart enough for that. Anyway, this episode begins <laughs> with uh, uh, the blast. Remember, they were escaping a blast in the ROCC, which they do also Ooh. call the Rock. So it's weird they weren't just calling it the Rock the whole time. That was kind of straight mixed it up. Whatevs. Yeah, they. Uh, do, everybody they, gets I mean, inside. I, I get it. I get that they have to. They have to be like branding. Hey, here, here's what it stands for. Hey, remember, here's what the letters are. Because if they just called it the Rock, kids would be like, the Rock. I don't get this it. This is Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We already made that already. joke last week, Ray. Hey, you know what? As they, long as this vehicle it. stays, you're going to get guaranteed Dwayne Johnson content every week. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's the knowing is half the podcast guarantee. <laughs> um, okay, so they, they, the vehicle gets flung in the air and hits the side of a mountain, and everybody's fine, and Cobra neglects to follow up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's basically mm-hmm. it we're fine Can i just say that like throughout this episode i mean throughout this series really cobra commander like part part of the awesome thing about and hilarious thing about cobra commander in iterations past is that he's like easily worked up he's stomping around he's like a little kid throwing a tantrum and this dude is just leisurely in his throne the entire time and it really pisses me off and i know why they're doing it because it's just very like economy of backgrounds and art he's just sort of draped over his throne the whole time and they don't really need to do anything because they don't need to move his mouth they just have him blink occasionally and like yeah they're saving a ton on animation but it's also just so not his personality just to be so blasé, like, oh, here I am. Right. Like, even when he's getting mad, he's not getting up. He's not storming around. He's not doing anything. And it really pisses me off. Like, I was just I was zoning out. Cobra Commander's barely moving. It's super annoying. I, I at some point I was like fantasizing about fucking old. Yeah, me too. Old G.I. Joe episodes, <laughs> uh, wondering what happened to my lost youth. 
No, I agree completely. Like Cobra Commander is basically on his throne with his hand sort of resting on his hand like he's bored the entire time. What does Cobra Commander do in every iteration of G.I. Joe when he's bored? Remember, uh, this happened, I think, in Valor versus Venom. He Destro was coming to him with a plan and Zartan and Baroness had plans. He was just like, none of this is interesting me. F y'all. I'm leaving to go see what Overkill's doing in the science lab. Like he makes his own fun. This Cobra Commander doesn't make his own fun, and it's glaring in this episode. Well, yeah. when we're talking about transitioning to like seriousness, that's like any bad guy that you go to a movie to watch. If he's running around going like, I'm crazy, you're like, this guy is not a threat. Disagree. But the, the Joker. Quietly. Yeah. Come on, dude. Uh, you mean the Heath Ledger Joker? Where- no, I mean every Joker. I'm talking about Cesar Romero only, sir. Yeah, no. Th- He's my a point, threat. My point. Exactly. Every uh, every superhero villain is is usually some sort of campy, campy, crazy guy. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, That's I mean, I feel you though. I feel when you, you go though. to a, a movie for like a legit scary villain or someone you know like that uh, you think could actually do something it's it's all about being quiet and strong and you're like oh god what's he going to do i can't tell no. what you know his deal is i feel what you're saying chad it's like they're they're, they're presenting cobra commander like he's gus fring from breaking bad yes. and that's not why we're here <laughs> well i mean yeah that's what they're trying to go for though and they're doing it with the wrong character but yeah. they're also still like they still give him that voice. He's still like screaming at them and things like that. Like they're not changing his personality. Yep. He's just they're just like, let's just draw him like super lazy. It's it's a problem because they're halfway uh, to halfway in between both of those things. Yeah. Right. Which means that none of them work correctly. Exactly. Again, Valor versus Venom. I mean, that worked for me. I would say in huge part because of the way they presented Cobra Commander and how much how much I missed him in G.I. Joe Extreme and how much fun that character is, right? And so when you give me... When, this is my biggest problem with the, the G.I. Joe live action movies too. It's like G.I. There's, there's a fun factor, as Game Pro Magazine used to say. G.I. Joe has oh, to Now you're fun. reading fucking 90s pop culture magazines. That's the one I read. Yes, Game Pro it was <laughs> Wizard. It was game. Guys, I did a podcast uh, recently where I talked about a Wizard magazine from like 1997, and Chan was getting on me because I I I was I was not reading Wizard magazine at that time. Maybe I should have been, but I was reading Game Pro. Thank you. Disgusting. Anyway, GI Joe is meant to be fun. GI Joe is meant to be larger than life characters, and GI Joe themselves could be grounded in a weird kind of 60s sci-fi kind of a way. But Cobra has to be over the top. These are insane people doing insane things, and and GI Joe has to stop them. And there's there's like a, a hilarious fun to be had when you remove the fun and you try to play it completely straight like a military epic. You're gonna lose everything in translation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Basically, How's so we that, hit the uh, we hit the theme song. What's that Max doing for you, Ray? Uh, I, I moved on to a Coke Zero. I moved on to a Coke Zero. Gross. Their caffeine uh, content's roughly the same now, so who cares? <laughs> there is no God. Why even yeah. bother? Ugh. I finished my Pepsi Max already. Um, hasn't been called that in seven years, but here we are. Um, <laughs> theme song hits. It still slaps. I cheer every single time. <laughs> Scarlet's on the attack 
Tunnel rap ignite. I forget how. I don't remember any words. My point is, it's wonderful. And here we go. Are you singing the Miss Maisel theme song? What's happening? <laughs> Miss Maisel. Now, there's a show that's not going very well in its final season. I Listen, I warned you. You refused to believe me. It's what do you mean I refused like, to believe you? It was more like I was still going to watch it. It's almost like I'm a writer who knows what I'm talking about. But you, you all, but I disagree women. with you completely about Ted Lasso's final third season being not very good. Uh, I think it's been wonderful. And this last episode uh, was also delightful. I didn't um, say it was good. I said that there's a specific character who uh, not 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 earned storyline. Uh, since we're on the Ted Lasso train, I will say I do we're think back, that they got a couple we're back, more everybody. Episodes. <laughs> and they are going to complete that arc. And I'm feeling better about it now than I did when I thought they were going to just switch that arc in like two episodes. But so now wait, we've mm-hmm. like four or five, six. So if Ted Lasso is gone from the show, do they still call it Ted Lasso season four? Or do they call it like AFC Richmond? And you continue with everybody but Ted Lasso. What? This is what's been being talked about is the fact that everybody in the Ted Lasso show seems ready to do another season, except for Jason Sudeikis, who's ready to wrap it up after three seasons. So the question is, if they wrap it up and have Ted Ted Lasso, you know, quit the team and go back to America, essentially removing himself from the equation, but Mm -hmm. they keep making the show. Do you Mm -hmm. call it Ted Lasso still, even though he's not there anymore? Or do you rename it as AFC Richmond and do like the Connors did and risk losing your entire audience who doesn't know what's going on because people are stupid? Uh, I'll watch it either way. I mean, look, we'll watch it either way. But your average American sitting there in Topeka, Kansas, doesn't know what's going on. Um, I will say what I say to everyone who I ever meet from Kansas. Go fuck yourself. Wow. Even the band Mm -hmm. Kansas? Uh, mm. especially the band Kansas. Oh, wow, shit. they can wow. carry their wayward son the fuck out of here. Oh wow. no! You know what? I'd say take that, like Dorothy and Toto. I don't like this. Both of them, both of them. Although uh, Toto's away, blessing the rains down in Africa, so I haven't had a oh. chance to. I will once I get back. No, oh. I was going to say that last exchange was delightful. Um, just like an episode of Ted Lasso in season three. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so the theme song's over now. Delight, it slaps. Snake Eyes uh, is has attached himself and is now landing like on the Hiss uh, tank that's being dropped in the Cobra sub uh, by the giant uh, uh, Overlord uh, Vector. I don't remember the, the big snaky robot. The big snaky and, robot. And Scott uh, Abernathy, Hawk's son, is stuck with his robot dog inside this hiss. They're using it as a de facto prison and then like putting it on like a pallet and then wheeling it into the the, dunge- the dungeons. And I thought that was kind of fun. I like that Overkill has the autonomy to sort of just like bring in his own prisoners to the base. I don't know. I don't think Cobra but- Commander would love this idea, but Overlord is has the autonomy to do it. I think it's kind of cool. Overkill remains Overkill, the only me. fun character in the show. Yeah, I agreed, agreed. And and I hate that his like only scene was with the annoying kid because because it really it really feels like he's the only one having any fun. Uh he's the only character that seems fun to write for. Yeah. Uh, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, here he is. He's in he's in like a back to tank." And uh oh, I know. Let's put him with our most annoying character. I I am still annoyed by the presence of this teen. 
Again, I don't want to see teens in my G.I. Joe. I want to see military <laughs> men and women crushing terrorists. And I will say, like, of all the characters you could have pulled out of Deke era G.I. Joe, a rough time for the franchise, Overkill, I'm, you know, I was surprised to see him come back, but now I'm really happy I did because you're right. He's become the most lifelike or the most lively character in the entire show. And that's a show that has Cobra Commander on it. Like that's that's saying something, but good call bringing him back for Valor versus Venom, and also uh, this, uh, you know, everything else from Deke era can go Kansas itself, as far as I'm concerned. But that uh, is excellent. He's an excellent character, and he's getting his due. Um, and I'll jump ahead just slightly here because Overkill. We're gonna skip a scene and come back to it, but Overkill to continue the thought. Uh, abducted Scott, abducted the robot dog. He wants to know this brilliant scientist secrets. And it turns out Scott's just an idiot, basically, who accidentally typed in the right formula, which which undercuts that character roughly 200 percent and also, also is a weird take. Weird choice. But in a second, he's about to become a master hacker. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't know it. what this kid's thing is. Is he yeah. a, a genius? Is he an idiot? Like, what's going on? It's either um, either. He is so smart that he figures out how to outwit the brain scan, uh-huh. um, which doesn't make Seems a lot unlikely. of sense. And yeah. it's something that if they did do that, they should have revealed it this episode because by the next episode, you fucking forgot that you did in the first place. But also later on, uh, high tech is like, yeah, that kid's almost as smart as me. So that's two people who are talking about how f- they're the smartest people in the fucking universe. Um, and one of them but, is giving uh, but credit the kid to this didn't. kid. Huh? But he didn't outsmart the machine, right? He genuinely has no idea what he did. Or- no, that's what I'm saying. I believe he genuinely doesn't know. That's the you could go either direction, and I don't think they're going with the direction that Scott is so smart that he outsmarted this machine he just learned right. about. It just seems that's crazy why I think it's uh, bad writing that they have high tech later saying that he is so smart. Uh, that's the thing that I'm holding oh, on to. That, like, I see. Uh, I get you. They they put it out there that he could be. Um, but the fact that they didn't follow this up just means that they're just fucking sloppy, just throwing things all over the place. Cause yes, he then becomes a super hacker and you're like, but he's an idiot. So yeah, I mean, but, but I guess like he, he invented the robot dog before, you know, like he already had that robot dog built and then he got this, this secret like Cobra juice and poured it down the dog's throat. So he was smart <laughs> enough to invent a robot dog. Like he's yeah. already clearly a, a genius. I think, but like, I don't really remember how this all came to life. Like, I think it would have been cool if he was like almost, he had like almost cracked the code, which I guess is is what it is. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, I, I guess, I guess my point is like, he's not an idiot because he doesn't know uh i i think maybe he just didn't realize what he had i don't know it's a real it's just a weird plot point i did look i enjoy here that they do a callback to valor versus venom where overkill's like hey did you know about your dad how he was like this yeah dna freak and i thought that was real fun real fun and then scott is trying to look i do actually hope that that becomes some sort of weird plot point where he's like Oh, so you're not going to let me in, Dad? You're not going to tell me that you turned into a, like a giant fucking mutant? And he'd be like, "What, son? I you don't understand. There are things that I can't oh, express to you as a." 
I went the opposite direction, which I think says a lot about who we are as human beings, Chan. Mm. I went in the direction of like, oh, I think this revelation will make him realize like, oh, man, my dad's gone through some shit. I should really like cut him a break. Oh, uh, I went in a third direction, which is uh, I, I hope they turn him into a monster again and then have to have <laughs> his son deal with the problem of his dad. No, being a, no. A I, I want, want them that. to turn Scott into a monster. Okay, I'm listening. Back, like, Dad, I finally understand what you've been going through. <laughs> and we kind of like uh, uh, Rooster, where uh, um, uh, the guitarist for Alice in Chains like, wrote a song about his dad's uh, time in Vietnam and g- ended up getting closer to him as a result of that. Okay. That's, okay. Uh, uh, I, either I way, I really snow. hate this kid, and I hope he gets drowned in a Bacta tank. Don't we yeah. all? Don't we all? <laughs> I did right here. I because look, Overkill is a robot. He's got that uh, that Chat GPT twenty five years ahead of time. What 15, 20? I don't know what's going on anymore. What are years? Anyway, he's half human though, right? Or is he purely a robot? What's no, he's his deal? purely he's purely robot because he but, hates organics. Wait. Uh, yeah, but he was a. He was a human and became a cyborg. Yeah, I thought oh, that's what he? it was. I thought because yeah. like otherwise, how does he have like? free thought and shit like that oh that's really interesting i i thought he was entire let's see here there are actually two well two different characters are uh, both known as overkill according to the file cards both versions of the character are leaders of the battle android troopers controlled by cobra the first overkill was an experimental prototype of the bat with an advanced computer system and tactical logic programs but was considered by cobra too expensive to be mass-produced Despite being a solus automaton, his pronouns are he, him. That's fantastic. Wait, Second, what? When was it, that written? That was in Deke era, I believe. Because remember, no, Cobra I mean, was notoriously that's, cheap. That, that file card. Updated, oh, the file though. card. That would have been from the, the Deke era. Um, because the second version appeared in 2003 as part of the G.I. Joe versus Cobra series. So Valor versus Venom. This overkill is a cyborg, half man, half machine. Yeah. His file card spells his name over space kill rather than the one word, although news releases in the credits in Valor vs. Venom still call him one word overkill. So that's how we that's how we ended up with us thinking there were two different stories at play. There literally are. But but this one is part human. Chan and this I one, back. if we're to believe it, is a cyborg. They yeah. did not go with the original story for him. They have retconned it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, and I just have here because Overkill is is smart. You know, I love this character. Honestly, I love how smarmy he is. I love how focused and one one direction he is. Um, and I love the fact that Scott, who is a sixteen year old alleged we don't know super genius, but not the biggest orator in the entire world, tries to get into a, a verbal sparring match with Overkill and ask Chan to pull some of these back and forths because Scott, you gotta step your game up. Tell me now, or you'll end up in worse shape than your father! You call that stuff science? I did better in fourth grade! You better let us out of here, loser! Now that's weak, Scott. That is <laughs> calling calling him a loser, saying your your science was better in the fourth grade. This is I expected better. That's all I'm trying to say. This seems about par for the course again for an anime. It, it absolutely does. You are correct. That's why I don't watch anime. <laughs> it's that's why it's such a weird choice that they they're like t- trying to to get that vibe. But why would you if you had the choice? They were doing that because they you know only had a certain number of seconds to get in uh you know a certain amount of exposition and uh 
you know, if you can write whatever you want and you can make the animation fit it, then why would you do that? It seems weird. Yeah. And, and okay, we have a fight. We have a good fight here. Uh, not really. Uh, this is Overlord Vector versus Snake Eyes. The fight lasts about, what, seven seconds in Snake Eyes. And I didn't get this. Snake Eyes, like, fought him a little bit back and forth, then jumped in the air and put his sword, like, three inches deep into the robot's shoulder. And the robot's like, I'm out. And he just, and he bails. And I, I didn't understand what was happening. I, I wish they would have set up this fight to like explain that like he has a weak point there so Snake Eyes could find it. But like it just, I just, I actually had to go back and rewatch it because I just thought I missed something. But it turns out I didn't. That's just what happened. No, I mean, that that's like a, like a, a cool ninja thing to do is like find the pressure points, but they found it on a robot instead. That's even doper. Theoretically. But, ro- but robots don't have... Um, uh, robots don't fucking exist, Ray. Also, this dude is part about? organic. Chan, wait a minute. Hold on. If robots don't exist, who took my job at the factory? Thank you. The, <laughs> the, the <laughs> tabletop factory where you painted miniatures? <laughs> who took that job, Chan? <laughs> As I understand it, capitalism did. <laughs> Oh, the cycle of perpetual growth and late stage capitalism uh, did, in fact, take one of my jobs once. That's that's correct. (laughs) Why? Why why would I even get mad at the company? I get mad at capitalism. Come on, everybody. There you go. Gina, you get it. You're not mad at like uh, the streamers. You're mad at capitalism. (laughs) Let's let's do that. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. You're looking at an incredible new plane, the G.I. Joe Conquest X-30. The G.I. Joe Conquest X-30. Imagine being aboard it as it takes flight. There's Cobra! The G.I. Joe Conquest X-30. He's gonna meet Cobra in a big dog fight. And Cobra's gonna know you can't beat G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe! Live the adventure of G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe Conquest X-30 comes with pilot. Joe! back to gi joe anyway so let's cut back in time now to before this scene uh kamakura in a plot point is now injured i ugh, he's injured boy. i didn't see him get he got injured off screen see, right like we don't nope. we didn't see that which is so strange oh now, hold on no we skip past another uh, a point where uh, actual wit was intended and tell me, me if this played with you or not um, I'm still undecided. You're watching the Doom and Destruction channel, the most ah. exclusive network ever. I that worked for me. That's actually that's actually a scene ahead of where we are right now. No, it's literally it absolutely Chan, it absolutely is, because I have my notes here in chronological order, and Kamakura getting hurt happens, then the overkill with Scott scene happens, and then Cobra Commander says that. Uh, I think you can scan on the YouTube that you have right now, and you'll find out you were mistaken. Chan, I, you know I they do. Have they do have way. two separate I, scenes where they talk about dude. No, getting that hurt. is true. Now look, here's the deal. He oh, gets hurt. Okay, they, yeah. He gets hurt. Jinx says she's going to take care of him. I'm like, why? <laughs> you're not a nurse. You're a ninja. I don't get how you being there helps him heal in any way. Um, mm-hmm. Also, they know where the Cobra sub base is. They just can't do anything about it at the moment. Now, taking us to Cobra Commander saying the Doom and Destruction line, and 
I liked it. I thought it was like that's that's the things. Those are the things Cobra Commander does, and that made me happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first time he's showing any type of uh, personality. Although Finally. he is, he still is sitting on his throne. Yes, with his chin on his hands oh, in the state. You know, state of boredom. Yeah. Yes, I didn't like that at all. But look, uh, they have an alert uh, uh, in the chat. They're going to send Storm Shadow to go down and deal with it because suddenly now they realize snake eyes is in the base. And that is, that is not a good place for Cobra to be. You do not want snake eyes unknown where he is in your base. That I've seen too many Cobra bases blow up with just that alone. So (laughs) they send snake uh, or storm shadow immediately. They're like, you got to go deal with this. Like this is real bad. Like this is our only base and it's a city long submarine in the Arctic. Yeah. Although they showed where, no, wait a minute, because they they showed that the sub was in the Arctic, right? But then when they flashed to where it was on the map, it was off like the west coast of Senegal in Africa. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, So the Antarctic? So the the equator? Uh, There shouldn't be snow, I guess, is what I'm saying. If it's where they say it is. There's snow in Africa. On the equator? Granted, you uh, uh, you do more rain blessing down there than you do snow blessing, but uh, they do, have mountains. Do, 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 do. Anyway, this is where we learn about Cobra Coast Mission. I'm still a little unclear. Do you guys, I don't really, they're just going to fire the laser somewhere on the east coast of the United States? That's it. They are going to basically trace a new border, a border that will actually be cut into the uh, Earth, possibly the tectonic. Oh, OK. Um, I'm not really sure how they plan to enforce this. Like if you're on this side of uh, the, the laser blast, you're now part of Cobra Town or whatever. But um, I mean, as far as like Cobra scale programs go, there's some some good old school stuff. Okay, yeah, that's I mean, on point. I guess my issue is we learned that the laser could only go in a straight line and you need those like sphere balls in order right. to like, d- d- but also the earth is not flat. So I don't know how they're firing this <laughs> straight line laser from the west coast of Senegal and Africa to the east coast of the United States and how it, this uh, would work. Mm-hmm. Because the earth is not actually flat. So um, this um, you this doesn't work scientific scientifically. None of this works, Ray. This no, is I, still, I believe Cobra like Commander life. can use a laser to etch his face on the moon. Uh, one of the successful capers, should I point out? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of wackiness I want from my Joe stories. Thank you. Mean, you. The I, tick? Co- no, I'm talking yes, about the I t- want the tick to rip yeah. off an episode of G.I. Joe. Yes, I do want that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, moving forward, we're going to learn about the Sigma suits now. And this is where super meta stuff happens. I didn't ask for the sound poll, but I don't suppose you have it because uh, I kind of just like my eyes opened up and I kind of pulled my head back and I was like, what are we doing here? I mean, yeah, that's that's what we've been building to this whole thing. This Sigma suit hardwires you to our gear and data streams and can repel laser hits. Just for the record, those two are two very different things that should not have an and as the connecting clause there. 
Oh, maybe something oh dear. Like it also repels laser hits, but the uh, connecting gear and data streams uh, to repelling laser hits, neither of them uh, should go together in any logical uh, sentence construction. Anyway, here's the part you're looking for. Where'd you come up with a cheesy name like Sigma anyhow? That's one cheesy name. Don't try and stick us with some new name like Sigma 6 or something. Now that you mention it, we could use a new name for the team. Dude, I was just joking. That's not a bad idea. I kind of like the name Sigma 6. It's fine. Are there six of them? Yeah, it's... I don't know what we're I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> uh, there's Duke, Scarlet, High Tech, Roadblock. There's, no, there's well more than six of them. Uh, 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 Snake Eyes. That's six. Are there Heavy more? Heavy Duty, Tunnel Rat, uh, Long Dirty. Range. They just mean the Hawk. white ones. They just mean there are six oh, white, white ones. ones. Okay. Well, do you know there might be six? Oh, okay. That checks out. Yeah. That's okay. called I, Sigma, Sigma Six White Ones. Yeah, why? Why did he come up? I just. Where did the six come from? Yeah, and and, and look, if we're gonna go with just the white ones because high tech is is secret racist. That's fine, I guess. Is it? But like, yeah, we're not gonna call ourselves Sigma Six because they're not sick. I this part hurt my brain, and I'm still trying to process it, and I'm having a lot of trouble because I understand why they made this meta gag and then went with it. But it doesn't work on any level. Oh, I thought you were saying that you liked it earlier. I thought this I like was... that. It, I I like they went for a meta gag by uh-huh. calling the name Sigma Six lame and having like three different characters be like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." And then that's the name of the show. But no, it's just con- one character doesn't like it, and then the others are like, "It's kind of cool." Hey, kids, don't you think this is cool? And they use that tone of voice, which was weird. That was real <laughs> weird. Real yeah, weird. I mean, it, uh, yeah. they're selling toys. So, but even in, in the reality of the moment, calling it the Team Sigma Six just doesn't make any sense. Like, uh, Sigma Suit, I get where Sigma came from. Okay. They're all Sigma males. Uh, they don't uh, prescribe to your alpha male, beta male hierarchy. They're all Sigmas, and I'm fine with that. But the six. <laughs> they just love the 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 six chop house in 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 Sino. I don't understand. Uh, six Sigma is a, a a business thing. I don't actually know what it is, but I know it is a business thing. Were there just That's six of got- them in the room at that moment? I, I don't know. Look, I, I'm trying to make sense of something that needs make no sense. I'm putting more thought into it than anyone who worked on it, and that's fine. That's what this show is all about. I oh, also want go. to point out, yeah. Six Sigma is control, define, measure, analyze, and improve. So it's okay. a, a it's a it's business a thing. process. Uh, they're businessmen. They're 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 businessmen. Okay, yeah. You know what, guys? They're businessmen. That's the new tagline of the show. GI Joe Sigma Six colon They're businessmen. That doesn't get your nine year old heart pumping. I don't know what does. Six white businessmen. Sigma six. Six white businessmen. Six, six, six. What? Okay. I also point out something I just noticed in this scene. Scarlet, who we all recognize, she's like 15 years old, right? In this mm. show. She also has a- aggressively long hair. And I don't want to tell somebody what to do or what not to do with their hair. But her hair is like to her knees. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's weird. 
That's a that very anime thing, I think. It is a very anime thing. It's just when it, I'm confronted with it, it made me uncomfortable. Her hair just is like not much in real longer life. than tunnel rats, and it's actually shorter than uh, Heavy Duty's do rag. So yeah, I don't know. It's 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 aggressive. Anyway, I, I, here's the deal. It made me uncomfortable. I'm calling it out. We're gonna go forward. Uh, Scott now immediately jumps in. Scott Abernathy voice chats from a battle. <laughs> which is crazy and he says i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna send you uh so, so, some documents okay haha and the document it turns out which doesn't come through at first but comes through later because they lose their signal is the plan for operation cobra coast so now gi joe knows how Cobra's gonna use the laser okay okay Cut back to the battle. Snake Eyes is cleaning house on literally everyone. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. Wrecking people. Uh, uh, the- all, well, wrecking uh, bats. Uh, and also wrecking bats using the exact same animation as they did just a few minutes before. <laughs> Don't worry about that. disappointing. That's, you know what? Pure anime. Thank you. Yeah, unfortunately it is. Uh, so there it is. Uh, Scott is now hacking. Uh, he's just hacking, and, that, and this this really upset me. This is the second time after the Sigma Six thing. Scott is hacking, and he says, "I need to think of the password. How am I going to come up with the password?" <sighs> and we'll get to the payoff of this in a moment because there's a scene in between. Also, his robot dog can now self heal. It is now back fully operational and self healed. And he's like, "Oh, dog, I, uh, Spud, I didn't know you could do that. I guess you're healed now." And I'm also, like, oh, fine, fine. Yeah, okay. Also, like, this is, like, a s- stupid as a plot point, but also it is terrifying. Like, if you think about it, this is a yeah. fucking robot dog that somehow, like, became sentient when it drank some goo, and now it's basically, like, those fucking black mirror dogs that want to kill humanity. Yeah. Like, they, I, I think that the next iteration of G.I. Joe should focus on this dog rising to power. <laughs> it's like Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> with the dog. Yeah, Randall I mean, he can heal himself. Robot. He can heal himself in like a matter of like an hour. And like, and he's like sentient and like, and he's a great fighter. Like that dog is a bigger threat than Cobra Commander will ever be. <laughs> kind of yeah. true. I, my, my ref I went to was the movie Christine, which honestly to me holds up. I saw it relatively recently and it held up a lot better than I thought it would. Um, but the scariest moment happens when they finally like crush the car, they destroy it. It's all effed up and they're just like, all right, we did it. High fives. And then the car like re repairs itself and all of the dents like push out and then it comes after them again. And I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of a great moment and very surprising because you're not giving a hint of that. So immediately I'm just like, well, Spud is Christine. Awesome. Bad <laughs> news, everybody. Weird that um, the dog would be Christine and not Cujo, but yeah, also weird. <laughs> somehow. Somehow. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I went the Dark Tower reference, so who am I to say? Yeah, to be fair, Cujo also uh, holds up a little better than you think it will. Uh, some of the effects aren't there, but like the storytelling, pretty good. I mean, I don't, the story is about a, a dog with rabies, so it's not like it's going to be something that ages poorly. Like, it's not like, oh, well, we fixed rabies, so ain't nobody got to worry about that anymore. Like, dog with rabies is still dog with rabies mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they do genetically engineer the dog to be a super dog oh do this they? Is, yeah they do that's the movie at least i don't know i'm like i haven't read the books who are we kidding oh, i've the never seen the movie is, either I, 
I remember growing up and people being like, like a universal unknown, uh, a universal known thing was that all Stephen King movies were so Wait. far removed uh-uh. from the books that none of them were any good, except for like The Shining. People love The Shining, but all the other ones were terrible. Which was also no. really removed from the book. Wait, wait, legit. Yeah. Are you are you under the impression that in the 1983 Cujo movie, that dog was genetically engineered? Yeah, didn't they rescue it from like a lab? Hell no. That dog was a farm dog. He stuck his little snout in between no. some boards and he got bit by a fucking bat that had rabies. There was nothing genetically engineered about it in the movie or the book. I have both read the book and seen the movie. It was one of my favorite movies when I was little before I realized that I don't like dogs dying. I really thought I remember to see where they went to like, here's the deal. You're absolutely right. Uh, I remember, I swear to God, I thought I remember to see where they went to like a lab or something. You are thinking of Resident Evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I am thinking of Resident Evil. Yeah, Cujo was just was just a, a farm dog that gets bit, and then when this when this mom and her son when their car break down, he keeps them trapped in the car. Also, I just want to circle back to the time before Gina had a problem with dogs dying. <laughs> uh, wow, so there was happened? a time in her life when she was like. <laughs> I hope that dog just kills the fuck over. No, oh, I mean, it came out by a car. Oh, yeah, that would be the oh, best boy. It came out in 1983. I obviously didn't watch it in 1983, but I watched it when I was like very, very little and was just like, oh, yes, I love this scary movie. I just love scary movies. I honestly don't even remember the end. It's very possible. Or my mom turned it off before it ended or something. I, I just but then like years later, I was like, oh, one bite. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm this makes me so sad that this dog is. But yeah, before before when I was like a little kid, I was just like, give me anything scary and horror. I will love it. Yeah, Uh, I think maybe when you watched as a little kid, you didn't get to see the end where it turns out that actually the dog was from a uh, (laughs) a bioengineering uh, lab. Yeah, I turned into a zombie and then uh, uh, it turns out it's Raccoon City. Yeah, look, I'm in first off. Uh, second off, like, yeah, I'm talking about the mid 90s. Everybody was just like, all Stephen King movies are bad, except we like The Shining. And then I've gone back and watched a lot of these movies in, say, the last 10 years to see how they how they are, because I just never bothered because of that opinion. And like, I'm looking at the list right here, and I'm like, how did we get to that opinion? Because you've got Carrie, which is an excellent movie, uh, a very, very good movie. Uh, yeah. You've got Creep Show, which is fun. You've got The Shining. Christine Cujo, the dead zone with Christopher Walken, which is okay, but it's got Christopher Walken, so it's better. Uh, Silver Bullet, I don't know. Cat's Eye, I don't know. But then you've got Stand By Me. You know Cat's Eye? I don't know Cat's Eye. Little, no, a little Drew it. Barrymore and a troll and James Woods. Oh, I mean, okay, mm. here's the deal. I'm in. I'm back it's in. It's fantastic. In. Go, it's a series guys, of Guys, I'll have a review of Cat's Eye soon. Also, <laughs> did you skip over Maximum Overdrive? Because no, Maximum honestly, Overdrive comes next. That- that is a big reason why people say that the now maximum overtime not good, not good. Stand by me though. Uh, people don't didn't really associate that with Stephen King at that time. Uh, maybe, but then the Running Man is great. Pet Cemetery is great. Tales from the Dark Side is pretty decent. Like Misery, uh, I, I I guess and you know I guess there were some. The Mangler wasn't very good. Okay, fine, but like <laughs> Needful Things below average. 
my, my point I'm trying to make is like, it was sort of this, uh, it was this known thing that they were all bad. And I would say there are more hits than misses on this overall list. So I, I want to go back in the nineties and, and fight people who were saying that, I guess I want to debate Lord the heck out of them now with benefit of hindsight from That's the future. You would go back in time and rather than uh, tell yourself valuable life advice or perhaps even who wins the World Series so you can become rich, you just want to debate children who thought that Stephen King movies weren't that good. Yeah, because I would have then gone to see those movies at a younger age and maybe that would have productively uh, affected my life. Chan, if you say, do I want $100 million or do I want lunch with LeBron James? You can keep your $100 million because the lessons I'll learn in an hour with LeBron James is, oh, this is the dumbest argument in the world. Thank you. This feels like a reference to a thing that I do not know. Oh, you don't know? You don't know this part of Twitter? Oh, I guess you wouldn't. What? You know what? You don't have Twitter don't know uh you don't know you don't you guys don't know hustle culture twitter obviously um gina you know what i'm talking about uh is this an mlm it it is well it may as well be (laughs) guys all right hold on we'll get back to the show in a sec but hustle culture it's the same people who brought you alpha male beta male sigma male uh you can see where i've been spending my time on the internet lately uh having fun (laughs) but basically the argument goes uh would you take Ten, like $10 million, or would you take lunch with uh, uh, what a Jeff Bezos, right? Or Warren Buffett, or whoever the heck, rich person. And then the the, the real grind people, uh, this alpha grind set uh, that they go with, uh, is, is saying, I would take the lunch because I would learn enough there to make way more than $10 million. Now, the problem is, you need $10 million to start with in order to get to that point, but that's beside the point. And this has evolved even to the point of, my college teacher said, uh, uh, if I would, I give you take $10 million now, uh, or like a hundred million dollars in 30 years. And the guy's response was, uh, I would, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but the, the, the student's response was, I'd rather give you $10 million because then I have to grind harder in order to make that happen. These people hey. are insane is what I'm trying to say. Wow. Uh, again, do not miss Twitter. It does not sound like there's anything that would make my life better yeah, for being it's on. Like, it's like two years ago, Twitter, though, to be fair. So hustle culture, it's out of control. Let's go. Sigma grind set. We're going. Mm-hmm. Genus checked out. My point I'm trying to make here. I mean, you started is- talking about hustle culture and online stuff. Did you expect me not to check out? You might as well talk about all your NFTs you own. I do own NFTs. My point I'm trying to make here is that Gina, I, I you you subscribe to hustle culture because nobody hustles like Gina Ippolito. You just don't are not part of this group. And these this group is full of terrible people you should never be a part of. I would argue you took all the lessons with none of the baggage and you mm-hmm. won. I mean, that's my that's my whole vibe, yo. Yeah. I, I, that's why I've been able to host this uh podcast for as long as I have. You don't get that by not hustling. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. You get that by saying sick. yes when you get a random <laughs> call. That's what happens. This is why I immediately expunge uh, everything to do with this from my brain. All of the all of the benefits, none of the baggage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've used this show as leverage to get like five different jobs in the real world. Nah, I'm doing it for the, the t-shirts as long as the t-shirts aren't stiff like the one two times ago. 
The last one. This one's gonna this new one's gonna be stiff too. I didn't buy the sock. No, is, I hate is, it. Why bother buying them if they're stiff? All right, I might have to buy another one. I don't think any of us have the capacity to hold up. But Gina, <laughs> two shirts ago, found it a little stiff. Not and a little will not stiff. Let it go. Do either of you have titties? I realize you're both bigger guys, so maybe you do. I but mean, you know what? A, I got we, bad news for you. You know what a tight <laughs> shirt does to big titties? It makes them uncomfortable. Maybe if you had big old honkers, you mm, would pay attention honkies. more to the stiffness you're, of shirts. They called you two big old honkies, Gina. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the battle. Scarlet's leading the attack. Duke is doing a solo thing on his own, wearing the Sigma suit with a second Sigma suit because they only have two. And he's bringing it to Snake Eyes. And in my head, I'm like, wouldn't you rather give this to somebody else on the mission so you can get maximum use out of it? Nah. Or were they tailor made just for Duke and Snake Eyes? Because, you know, nope. not all sizes, as we learned. Typically had to get it sized for Snake Eyes. And had to guess at his uh, uh, measurements. So, and also, uh, are they stiff? Are they stiff when you wear them? Will it yes. mash big titties? Uh, yeah. Will. These are the questions. That's why he didn't give it to Scarlet. <laughs> mm, okay. Is this, is this episode done yet? We got. We still uh, got like ten more minutes. But also, I feel like Tunnel Dear Rats God. going there. Like, uh, yeah. Hey, why don't you just give it to me? Because I'm going to be, you know, in the firefight. You know, getting shot at. It's like. No, no, no. There's an off chance yeah. I might see snake eyes. So I'm yeah. gonna, I, I don't know a size, but I'm I'm just gonna like kind of eyeball it and just give it to him. Hopefully it'll work out. I'm like, this or you can it. just give it to me. I, I I'll tell you my measurements right now. I have them. I can just pull out a fucking tape. No, no. You just no. go out there with your fucking hat. Good luck. I'm actually gonna remove myself from the main part of the fighting with you guys, my teammates, <laughs> so I can go remove it and go on a solo mission to find him to give Snake Eyes the suit rather than give it to any of you who are risking life and limb in this battle. What a dick. <laughs> it's insane to me that this is the way we're going. Uh, also, what's insane to me, Duke is flying a helicopter. And he says, I have to take the helicopter into dive mode. And he flies the helicopter <laughs> under the water and the propellers continue to go full blast. And he is just riding this thing through the deepest part of the ocean until he gets chased by a missile and essentially has to eject. It's it's you say wild things aren't happening. I think they're just happening. So matter of factly, we're missing them. <laughs> Cut back to my least favorite part of the episode. Cut back to Scott has already guessed the password and we don't even see what it is. It was Cobra 2. It's Did they even show it? I don't even think they showed anything. They just said, okay, now I'm in. It's like, what? No, I need more explanation than that, Scott. What are we talking <laughs> about here? He guessed the Cobra Wi-Fi password and yeah. hacked the base. Mm-hmm. Forcing, forcing the the, the 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 submarine to lift in the air so it can be attacked. To be fair, uh, the robot dog has also evolved a keyboard, and so we assume that that's part of how he breaks. Well, that was in. wild too. He's just he's just that. using it to he's just using it to chat with his girlfriend in Canada. Well, yeah, probably <laughs> that. Oh my God, is he getting catfished by Zartan? <laughs> 
Oh, he absolutely is. That would be. I got. There's still a possibility that that's storyline in the series. So let's hope. Yeah, we get another with Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow are now fighting. That's going to last a little while. This is where we get some cool. There's some cool fighting parts. I liked it. Uh, Duke shows up at the battlefield at this moment. I don't know how he got here. <laughs> Again, he just shows up right here and he goes, Snake Eyes, I'll hang out for a sec. You put on this suit. Just trust me. No, I'm not going to teach you how to use it, but it's great. Just put it on. And so in the middle of this ninja battle, Snake Eyes is the time to disrobe and re-robe the Sigma suit. Yep. I- insane. Insane things are happening right now. The Dreadnoughts show up and then they just like run <laughs> because the suit's like too powerful. I, yeah. I, I... He's almost invincible. That's, that's it. Like he puts on fancy clothes. Well, first off, they're like, uh, uh, what is that? And it's just an animation of uh, Duke, like, putting on sunglasses. That's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> oh, my God. What are those awesome shades, bro? He pulled then- a Joe Biden dark brand in 2024, <laughs> and they ran in terror. <laughs> uh, he's almost invincible with this thing on. He's almost invincible. I'm just like, you guys, you guys have, like, chainsaws and stuff. Like, I don't know. I'd give it a try. <laughs> just, just me. Uh, okay, so he has the password. He services the sub. Scott does. Uh, we have. A, I don't know. I kind of like this fight scene with Zartan. Uh, a snake. Uh, Storm Shadow's been uh, defeated. Uh, he he gets. I, I, don't know. I can't really, read my own writing here. So something bad happened to him. I really like this Zartan. Um, I do too. Because like the first time we meet Zartan, like in the OG series, he's like, "Check this out," and he like goes invisible, and you're like, "Oh fuck! I gotta buy that toy because you know it's awesome." And yeah. that's it. Almost immediately, they drop that as a thing he does. Like, oh yeah, I'm like a master of disguise or whatever. But like, it, uh, in Predator, that was like the dopest thing. He was invisible. Why don't we have like some invisible shit? And that's what Zartan does here. And like, I'm an old man now, but it was still cool to me. Wait, because he was just—he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass because I'm invisible. Wait, couldn't Zartan always go invisible? He never yes. did, though. No, yeah, in never, the original, he, he used to be invisible. Be invisible? Uh, yeah, in the original series, he could. I think it was more like he could hide in shadows or could like. No, he like had a thing. He like background. had a button, and you would just see like a sh- sort of a shimmery outline of him. How do he I remember like this? And you guys don't. No, I'm saying he did it, but he didn't do it regularly. Yeah, which he should. You can't, you can't, like, you can't do do cool shit regularly. Then it gets less cool. But he still you did mean, it. Like, this snake eyes every fucking episode. But this isn't the first time, like, we've seen him go invisible. It's the first time we've seen it in, I don't know, like a hundred and fifty episodes. Still yeah, not the first it, time. It, this is the best he's ever used it. I guess is the best way to explain it. Um, because we have two fights going on right Feels now. Feels like the very first time. Like yeah. a ver er 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 chin. We've got it, everybody. We've got full when... Madonna on this episode. <laughs> We've gone full. So there's two fights happening. Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes uh, are doing their normal ninja thing. I kind of like the fact that Snake Eyes uses the suit to like shoot some sort of weird disco effect up in the air, like laser light show that like blinds Storm Shadow for a brief second, allowing Snake Eyes to take over on him and then drop him down a giant pit. That was yeah. kind of wild. And then we cut back to Zartan and Duke having a face-off. 
and Zartan going invisible. Duke has no answer for this. He is getting laser shot in the side of the goddamn head. I'm, yep. I, I, I just watched it again just now. It's playing in front of me, and he's just getting lasers don't do anything apparently in this world because he is getting blasted repeatedly in the head by yeah. these lasers zartan is wrecking him and the best duke has with his sigma sunglasses his uh dark branded sunglasses is he can see wisps of images and even then it's not helping him zartan is fully wrecking him uh, until the sigma suit sort of figures out the technology and is able to kind of like uh learn on the fly like it was a robot dog growing a keyboard or something uh, and then Duke ends up taking him out with uh, punching him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all of which is cool. Like, I legit thought yeah. this was fun. This scene was very fun. Gino, uh, uh, throw some cold water on us. <laughs> Wait, what? What scene? The Duke versus Zartan. Zartan's invisible fighting scene. Yeah. I mean, no, I also thought it was cool, but. You know, it's the very, it's like the end of the episode. We went through boring crap just to get to this one 30 second cool scene. Yep. That's how I feel every episode of this show. See, but now I'm going to remember this episode for that scene and the rest of it. I'm going to forget about like, this is, you know, dare I say it, this is okay. Writing at least give me something cool to like, you know, remember and then, like, what are they? People never remember your uh, plots. They'll only remember your characters. And so I'm going to remember Zartan being cool. Like, that's what I'm going to remember. That's my takeaway. And that's not bad if you're giving me something here, you know? I mean, if you're trying to sell toys, that's arguably what you should be doing all the time. Yeah. Shame they don't do it all the time. Uh, they do not. Um, okay. So let's get to the, the final part here, because the G.I. Joe plan is absolutely atrocious. The G.I. Joe plan with the guys that are left, they're all inside the rock, the ROCC, and they just have it on total faith that the sub is is rising to the surface. So rather than sort of just wait till it's there, they drive the rock off of a cliff, and then thankfully the sub the submarine rises to the surface right as they're about to land, and they shoot missiles at it uh, very close which then uh, at the water, which then blows them up in the air and they land on the surface of the sub. None of this was obvious when they started this move. Uh, the idea being that Scott uh, figured out at what point using math, like uh, they would be surfacing, you know, down to the, down to the second and gave them the uh, measurements for it. And then high tech, you know, like figured out, um, driving the rock gravity how long it would be driving it off a cliff uh and this you shut your goddamn mouth oh wow this were in a fast and furious movie you would be losing your gd mind (laughs) whoa 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 that's a fair point 100 how dare you attack my religion like that do do not not pretend like you did not get a chubby thinking about uh what would happen if dom did this exact same thing I get Chubby's thing about sandwiches, so I'm not a good, I'm not a good judge. Oh, but, but not the tuna sandwiches from the first <laughs> Fast and the Furious movie, which are terrible. Gina, you'll see. Oh God, okay. this is some you sort of DVD set reference. Guys, that... can we talk about Fast and the Furious for a second? <laughs> no, no, so it's bad. Time to oh no, it. we're not doing that. Okay. Well, here's the deal. That's literally the end of the episode. <laughs> the rock lands on top of the sub. They blow in a hole in, in a wall. 
come through the other side and they're still on the top of the ship. I don't know how anything works in this world, but uh, they're there and that literally they freeze frame and then that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yep. Which I don't know. I like the storytelling, but it's, it is like, it, it is all going to merge together. Yeah, I uh, nothing is I will not remember. Look, here's a here's how here's a peek behind the curtain at how the sausage is made. <clears throat> Chan put the wrong it's link for us to watch. And I was 10 minutes into watching it when Ray said, oh, this is the wrong link. We skipped over an episode. And like I I just didn't even notice because this is such a nothing burger show. I mean, uh, I don't hate I, it. I don't like it. It's like if, it's like when when someone is like, "Oh, you got to try Lacroix," and I'm like, "Okay," <laughs> and I like drink some, and I'm like, "Yeah, sorry. What do you want me to say? It's 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 like fizzy fizzy shit that doesn't have a taste. Like, what am I what am I doing here?" Uh, I clicked on that link earlier today. Saw it was the wrong episode. But since the exact same thing had happened a couple weeks ago and it was because we like moved the schedule around or something like that. And so we like got a week behind and whatever. And we all figured it out. I was like, well, I don't have to tell these two because I'm just going to watch it and realize that it's an episode ahead and go back and watch the correct one. Only to to get us a a barrage of texts about how. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody understands how YouTube works and where did their shiny pictures go, uh, which I studiously ignored. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Chen, you can't have the wrong link. We got to fix these calendar invites, uh, which the people do not need to hear about. But uh, uh, we go behind the curtain often on this show. So that's how we do. It's a anyway, very boring curtain. It's not. No, we are not interesting people. Um at all gi joe sigma six episode four reveal final thoughts i'm gonna remember the zartan versus duke battle i'm gonna remember the weird meta discussion about the name sigma six being terrible uh and then them saying yes and that's why we're using it i I just a a fairly unremarkable episode with the exception of a couple of highlights and moments i'm still mad that this episode is wait what's the name of this episode they don't have the name of this episode this is terrible the episode's name is reveal uh and they oh. they break the sigma six name in episode four episode five's name is sigma but it's episode, but it's episode five, five not episode six yeah i don't know what like just we were so close we were so close we didn't get there the names don't make any sense anyway why not just call episode six sigma six mm. it doesn't even matter does it yeah and that's our show, everybody. G.I. Joe Sigma 6. I'm still generally enjoying it. Uh, it is not... Uh, I thought G.I. Joe Extreme was better, but I think this show... I like the style of this show a little bit better. Plus, I yeah. get back some of my old favorites, which makes me happy. Uh, I mean, I'll always back- vote for not uh, like shitty she- CGI. And I'll always sure. vote for original characters. I just think it's like it's sort of a nothing burger uh, just dressed up a little bit. It's a nothing burger yeah. with ketchup. Some good sauce in there. <laughs> okay, ketchup, fine. Uh, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I, I pe- Again, people are like, oh, when you get to Sigma 6, oh, it's going to get really terrible. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't see that. It's not like I, I give this like a 7, maybe a 6.8, something like that. But it's not the 4 that a lot of people do. And I, and I just saw the, you know, the, the Toy Galaxy people. 
Uh, they have their own uh, YouTube channel. They do some wonderful stuff. If you have not checked out that channel, I suggest it. If you listen to us, you'll love that channel. Um, but they did a thing. They did they, like a month ago. They dropped an, epi- an episode of their YouTube series about G.I. Joe Extreme. And I have not watched it yet because I, I haven't had a moment in the last few weeks that I've wanted to be angry. But they did not like it. And they broke down why they did not like it, why it missed the mark. And it's essentially a hit piece on G.I. Joe Extreme. Ugh. And you can find me in the comments defending G.I. Joe Extreme and talking about this show, which we should be doing more of. Did you link it? Did you link it to us? Also, sounds like Big Cobra wrote it to me. Mm. Big Cobra. Is that just like a giant snake? Yeah, it's just a giant snake and a keyboard firing off some, some comments on message boards. And excuse me, they have a they have a sister channel called Secret Galaxy. That's where this GI Joe Extreme um, uh, points that it's called the failure of GI Joe Extreme: colon more like extreme disappointment. Yikes! So that's not great, you know. But uh, a link goes to both of you here. We'll put a link on the Twitters for people to uh, uh, comment and such. And look, one hundred thirty-two thousand views, and it was only posted three weeks ago from right now. So Are all of them, you, know, you Ray. <laughs> shut up (laughs) most of them (laughs) uh it has a ton of views so you know i'm just saying uh i don't i don't think they're right thank you anyway uh that's our show gi joe sigma six episode four capture capture is that what it's called reveal these names are you know they names don't mean anything who cares sigma we'll call every episode sigma that'll be fine <laughs> i honestly didn't even know they had titles i just thought it was like sigma six part one uh, sigma six well they, part two yeah the youtube channel that hasbro has put these out on like, skip the closing credits and at the end of the like the freeze frame of the episode like launch you directly into the next episode to the point where you might not even re- the episodes just all merge together if you didn't yep. know to look for the intro themes you probably wouldn't even know that we an episode transition had taken place. Yep. Yeah. So uh, this is Knowing Is Half the Podcast. Find us at facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or on Patreon. Uh, we had just get sent out a bunch of t-shirts and the, that is now closed. If you did not get one, you could still go to the store and get whatever products you want. Pillowcases, uh, iPhone cases, uh, suitcases, briefcases, get off my cases. You can get whatever you want with our logos on it and it would be fun. You could also buy the soft variety if your TV's Gina Polito. Mm. I don't want to hear about that for the next Stopped on the titties. Patreon.com slash knowing us at the podcast. You know, big vault, lots of episodes extra. If you like what we're doing now, you'll probably like even better what we were doing five years ago. Oh no, that's terrible. (laughs) Wait, are you saying we're going downhill? Gina, you you text us every single week when we do a throwback (laughs) episode and say, guys, we're going downhill. You're not supposed to tell the people that though. You're supposed to say you're supposed to lie to the people and tell them we're better than ever. No, I think we're sharp now. I think we're sharp in a different way because me and Chan have nothing left in the tank in life anymore. <laughs> and Gina's still clipping right along, just like you know she is. And so we're just we're working with a different dynamic now than we did when um we were childless and carefree. Yeah, you guys made bad decisions in your life that aren't conducive with continuing high energy on your G.I. Joe podcasts. 
I, I would argue not a bad decision, just one that affected the podcast. <laughs> a great decision. Look, at Couldn't some point, you're gonna have it. to you're going to have to make a choice. Which do you care about more? Your G.I. Joe podcast or your children? And I think you both know which decision you need to make. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Jan. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where we go one, we go all. We know this. <laughs> Anyway, find us online at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter uh, or uh, individually. I'm at Almighty Ray. I am not. I am at Gina Ippy. And Gina, I'm you're getting some real traction out of these WGA <laughs> tweets. I'm tweeting more than ever, you guys. If you want to know. Yeah, you are. You, if are you want to know the kind of food. Lots of, <laughs> lots of stuff. You want to know the kind of food Gina on Twitter. brought to every yeah. picket line every day. Follow me because I post about where the coolest picket lines are and what the best snack is uh, that day at those picket lines. I'm very sad because I heard that they've been bringing fresh, warm, soft pretzels out to people, and I have yet to experience that delight. I feel like you're adjacent to the cool things, but you never seem to be at where the cool things are happening. It's because I it's because I can't commit to like one picketing place because I'm always worried mm. that another picketing place is doing cooler things. And so then I miss the cool things because I'm jumping around. It's the story of my life. This feels <laughs> this feels very accurate. Yeah, I I, I no notes. This is true. Um, sorry, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that's the way it goes. I do look forward to like you know twenty years from now when we're still doing this show probably, uh, and me and Chan are getting that like we're getting that spark back. You know we're starting to really like oh we're getting our energy back up in life, and that's when Gina's going to start tailing off. No, that's what happens right before you die. You like you think you're okay. <laughs> like it's oh, like no. in every movie where you like have a bullet like lodged in your side, and then at some point you're like wait. It doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, I think no. I can go on. And then it's just because your body has gone into shock and you're and you're dead. Good night, everybody. Whenever Cobra strikes, wherever they attack, G.I. Joe will fight. There's no turning back. <laughs> Yo, Joe! It's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.